You're listening to the Missouri Realtors Podcast with host and Missouri Realtors President, John Mayfield. Join us as we deliver an in-depth analysis of industry news while speaking with industry experts on their successes and failures. Along the way, we'll also share strategies and practices to help you become a more successful realtor. Well, our next guest is a good friend of mine from the Lebanon, Missouri area, but he's actually a member of two boards. He's a member of Lebanon, but also over at Lake of the Ozarks. He's actually the president this year at Lake of the Ozarks, Cricket Staggs. And Cricket, thank you for joining. Hey, thanks for having me, John. Yeah, so just a little bit, this whole podcast episode is about people who've um, not had a real estate license for an, an extended period of time. So you got your license when? Uh, September of 2017. Okay, 2017, that's what I thought. And tell us a little bit, bring us up to speed on, you know, are you a broker now and just kind of how you're, first of all, how did you get into real estate and then kind of lead us up to where you're at today? That would kind of be interesting to find out. Sure. I'll try and give you the abbreviated version. Okay. My parents named me Cricket, My parents named me Cricket when I was born. I think they realized that I could talk a lot. So um, <clears throat> the uh, fast forwarding from the when I was born, <laughs> the, the, the reason that I got into real estate, um, I was in the car business and I was a salesman and finance manager in the car business. And I had sold cars to real estate agents, not specifically, obviously, but I worked with a lot of them and they all pointed out to me something that I didn't understand in the car business as a term, but I understood it to be a fact of how you should deal with clients. It was called fiduciary duty. I'm, we're all aware of that term and what it means. Um, the idea, again, was that a car, a, a car client of mine mentioned to me one time, you should come and look at being a real estate agent because it's a higher calling for how you take care of people. And I really kind of took that to heart that, you know, the, the cars were the most second, you know, the second most important purchase that people usually make in their life. You're, you know, I'm sitting in my truck right now as we have this conversation. It's one of several pieces of equipment that I've spent a lot of money on in my life. Um, so I always took that very seriously. And people always figured it was the next step up to go into real estate. Um, when the owner of the car business that I worked for, it was a little mom and pop shop. They sold to a big company. Um, at that same time, I looked at getting my license and came into the business. And when I did, um, I looked around the area and I noticed that the Lake of the Ozarks is where a lot of my car clients were. Lebanon's about 25, 30 miles from there, um, which is where I was born and kind of grew up other than a little bit. Um, so I went to the lake because it's a, a little bit tougher market to learn in and a place to cut your teeth. You know, I figure if I was going to cut my teeth in real estate, I should learn in a tough market. And so I went to, there were two boards up there and I found one called the Lake of the Ozarks Board of Realtors. Um, and I spoke to them and they had mentioned a company that I already knew the guy was one of the car, the car customers of mine. So I went to work with him. Um, and from there, um, in 2020, February of 2020, um, a friend of mine and I went into the uh, business together. I'd gotten my uh, I planned to get my broker's license and then February of 2020 was the beginning of COVID and I couldn't actually go in and get the tests and do all the things and I plan on starting my own business. Um, and then again, a good friend of mine, Kim Zwiener, um, you know her, she and I got together and decided mm -hmm. that this is something that we should do. And of course, that's the short end of that story. Um, so here I am. Uh, 2020 was when I, we started the business and now we're a couple years in. I do have my broker's license now, of course. We, I got that as soon as I could. 
so that I could be the manager of the offices. So we have an office in Lebanon on Old Route 66, and then we have an office in Lake of the Ozarks, which is my primary. Great. Uh, so I'm a member of three boards, not two. And technically, to answer your question on board membership, golly, um, the moment that I signed up for the Lake of the Ozarks Board of Realtors, I immediately asked Lindy Elton what I could do to help. And she said, well, you should join the MLS committee. They you know, don't ever have a full you know, group there. And I said, what's an MLS? <laughs> and she said, well, now would be the time to learn that. So I went straight to work. Yeah, that's great. You know what's kind of interesting? I mean, I'm going to be very transparent about this. I remember seeing you at one of our meetings, and you asked some questions, and you just were involved. And for some reason, I just had kind of thought, I think I know this person. I, you know, like you had been around for 10 years or something, but uh, I appreciate the fact that you just have been active and, and have gotten involved with not only your local associations, but also on the state association. Is Why do you think sometimes agents fear, I don't know if fear is the right word, but do you think they fear getting involved or do they feel intimidated? But how? what would be your advice to someone to say, hey, look, here's a great place for you to be able to network and you know what what would be your advice as far as getting involved so linda told you to just get involved with a committee but um i'm curious what you would think or offer to our listeners well to be quite frank and as you mentioned to be transparent i don't think that um scared is necessarily the correct term like you said i think overwhelmed is a good term that you could use um people that are trying to get into the business are already overwhelmed with their own you know choice to go into a uh that is a great point. I hadn't thought about right, that. Right. They're already overwhelmed with all the different, you know, changes and connotations and the type of business. I came from a similar business and selling cars to people, but it was, it's totally different, right? Um, my last transaction selling cars was a $110,000 automobile and it took about an hour and a half to do. Um, my first transaction in real estate was $53,000 home and it took about 60 days on a VA deal to close it. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, of course, there's a lot of different things to learn and a lot of things to go through. And I've approached people to come and be involved in our, our association and have them flat out say and politely, hey, I'm just too busy trying to get my business going. And then I think sometimes that gets lost in translation. and You find yourself a couple of years later, literally looking at the situation and the association standpoint of, well, what are what's anybody doing at the association? And I think there's an answer to that, too. But you don't see it as much when you're working your tail off. Um, you um, and the the association, the former CEO, and I'm sure the new one have been very fantastic at going through and making, bringing light to the things that we provide as value. And again, to get to some of those things in the association level, we're the largest trade association in the state. So when we speak, the state listens, right? Um, we have the ability, I think um, it's, it's something that's probably been repeated before on this uh, podcast, but when COVID came in, in to effect and everything was on lockdown we as the association were part of the big drive that went to the state and said look here's uh, i don't know exactly how we gathered the numbers but we gathered up 9,800 transactions were in the middle of being done right right and so people were people were in the middle of trying to close on their homes trying to buy trying to sell trying to do these things 9,800 transactions and billions of dollars worth of business and we went to the state and said look we have to be essential to keep working and we were able to do that through that even if you wanted to work from home or whatever you were able to do that as an essential employee so that the notary laws changed at that point in time and again we were very heavily involved in that um two of the things that we went to the state to lobby for here just this last year have went through that was um or I'm sorry, not two of them yet. It was just one of them. Um, but that was the restrictive covenants thing. This is um, a great month to be talking about that. Or I think it was last month, right? It was um, Black History Month. 
Uh, yes. Yeah. Or, so, and you're right. So uh, just, you know, there are ways that people can get involved and make a difference. And I don't know about you, but I've always just felt like there is this connection with whenever you give, you tend to receive a lot more back. And so, you know, you may say, hey, I'm trying to get my business off the ground, but by offering time to give or volunteer, because I mean, you're president this year and in just a short time. In fact, Todd Henson, one of our guests on the program, he's president this year and he also has not had a license very long, but, but both of you are just doing great with selling real estate. You've started a company and so giving and volunteering can not only you not only get a lot back, but you're also making a difference, as you said, in the industry with some of the things that we've been able to accomplish, like the, you know, the notary being able to uh, be essential in the transaction and being able to close those transactions during a pandemic. So, well, I want to ask, yeah, go go right ahead. Those are the definable things, right? Those Mm -hmm. things that are undefinable are, as you just mentioned, my first state meeting was in 2018. I went immediately the first time that I got the chance to get a scholarship and I went there and I met the person who's become my broker now. Um, I can I can actually trace back deals to those conversations that I've had at the state level with folks like yourself who have come to me later and said, hey, I've got a client who would like to come to your area and I can think of no better person, right? Right. It's a fantastic compliment. And when people say that a, that a referral is the greatest compliment they can receive, that's what they're talking about. So when people say I'm too busy building my business to go get started with the association level stuff, my report is that the only way that I was able to build my business like I had is that I got involved with the association level stuff. Great. Excellent. Well, the last question I have, and uh, you're a new agent or fairly new. I mean, you're not new anymore. You've been, but would there be anything you would do differently if you could go back and start over? Or what is the one thing that you think, man, I'm so glad I did this because it really helped my business. Any advice you would give to those listening today? Um, a SWOT analysis. I didn't do one of those until I went through leadership Academy. Um, mm-hmm. I think I kind of did, but I didn't have it in a defined, uh, a defined sheet, you know, SWOT analysis of strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats analysis. You just have a piece of paper, draw a line, um, through the middle and a, a line through from the top to the bottom to split it into four squares and write strengths in the top corner and weaknesses in another top corner. Um, opportunities and threats and then of course start off with what your strengths are identify what your weaknesses are focus on what opportunities are available to you based on those strengths and weaknesses and then what your threats are going to be to crashing your business or whatever in that same vein and that'll give you a good direction and i guess what i'm trying to say to back up even further is begin a process and stick to it right i'm kind of a flighty salesperson right that's one of the difficult things with people that are good in sales they're not so good at paperwork start a process and stick to it Excellent advice. And and I love the SWOT analysis because we do need to do that periodically. I mean, we need to look at what are we good at and we really need to put our emphasis there. I remember hearing John Maxwell in a book one time, he was talking about strengths versus weaknesses. And he said, you know, a lot of times we try to uh, encourage our children to, you know, learn math better and study your math. And he's like, you know, if they're not good at math, that's okay. But if they have a strength, that's where they need to be practicing. And I thought about that and I thought, wow, 
sometimes I find myself trying to really work on my weaknesses and it's like, you know what? I need to just hire somebody or delegate my weaknesses out and I need to focus on what my strengths are. And when I started doing that cricket, I mean, it's just been a game changer in my life. So great, great suggestions. So thank you so much. We've all got the same, sure, John, we've all got the same 1,440 minutes every day, right? That's right. Well, listen, we appreciate your time and thank you so much. I appreciate your support with Missouri Realtors. And, you know, one other thing you mentioned, and mention that because we have not talked about that on this specific podcast, but you talked about the scholarship. If there's someone listening and they're thinking, you know, I think I'd like to go to a Missouri Realtors meeting, tell them how the scholarships work and how they can find out about those. Well, I got to tell you, it's one of the cool things that there are so many things that I'm involved with, but it's hard to mention them all, right? Um, You only got so many minutes. So I'm in the Leadership Academy currently, and then I was a part of that first first timers orientation um, system and the first timers program. So that was a scholarship that I get through the state. You go to your local association, just tell them you'd like to apply for the scholarship. You can apply to it for a scholarship for uh, the first three business conferences that you go to. So it's for people who have never been before. Um, the idea is to to get involved at the state level on a basic level. And then the next things that it brought me to was Leadership Academy, which I'm now currently involved in on a state level, as you know. Right. Um, and those are the things that lead you to understanding what we're even doing in that state level or national level conversation. You know, I went um, to represent uh, part of the association as a delegate at uh, the NAR convention. And they handed me this cool thing that says I was an NAR delegate. I've still got it. And then one of the first things that I voted on was whether or not to remove my ability to ever be a delegate ever again. Um, That's a very large and important and interesting thing. And even if you're not into politics or, you know, poindextering or whatever folks call it, um, even if you're not in this interesting side of that business, you are a property owner or you represent property owners and being involved in that level to know what's going on at the state and at the national level is so important. It's just hard to put a pin on until you're standing in the middle of it with that little delegate um, paper and explaining to yourself that you may never have the opportunity to do this again. And you really need to understand what you're voting for. It's pretty important. Yeah, very good. Well, Cricket, thank you again for your time. And if you are interested in attending a Missouri Business Conference on a scholarship. As Cricket said, go to your local board and just tell them, hey, I'd like to apply for one, and I'm sure your association executive can help you more. So thanks again, Cricket. We appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, John. Okay. Well, our next guest is a gentleman by the name of Chris Looney. I met Chris because I saw him at a Missouri State Business Conference, And he had some just engaging questions in one of the committee's uh, output groups that I was attending. And then I ran into Chris in San Diego because he went to the national meeting and he and I had lunch together. And gosh, Chris, you just got your license in 2020, you said. So I want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's, it's an honor to be uh, to be featured on this. Yeah, and so you're kind of in the t- middle north northern area, or tell us where you're located at. Yeah, um, so I'm located in Carrollton, Missouri, and I'm a member of the Central Missouri Board of Realtors, which covers about five counties outside of Kansas City, between Kansas City and Columbia. Great, and also... You've been involved in law enforcement, so thank you for your service there. We appreciate that. 
Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I was in public safety for the last 15 years before I became a realtor. Okay, great. Well, kind of walk us through, like, when did you get the idea that I think I'll go to one of these state business conferences and see what that's about? How did that come about? Well, so I've always been big on get the most out of your expenses. Okay. So if I'm paying in to be a member of an association, I want to know what that association can do for me other than just, you know, what's publicized on websites. So I, what's one of the best things you can do is being a member of Missouri Realtors, where you can go to a state business conference. You can have input into the decisions that are being made and, and have more of an in-depth understanding of why certain things happen. And what better way to network with other realtors outside of your immediate market than go to a state business conference where everybody and every market is represented there? That's exactly right. And, and I can honestly say that your input, and I talk about this a lot, I try to tell people that you have a voice and if you go and give your input – who knows, it could end up becoming something. And I've heard you give some great input that has actually, uh, and I, I can't name a specific item, but, but really people took to heart, and I think it helped shape and, and begin the molding of those specific issues that were being discussed in output groups. So very, very interesting from that perspective, but I, I want to commend you for that. Well, thank you. And I mean, your presidency this year is, you know, it's your story. That That is the, the tagline for your presidency. And what better way to share your story and put your input out there than at a state business conference? You know, they right. are located around the state. They are reasonably priced to attend. You know, it, it, it's very cost effective to go. And what you get out of it is amazing. I have referral partnerships with other agents all around the state. I have um, friends now that I would have never met had I not went to a state business conference. Exactly. And the knowledge that you pick up just kind of hanging around these new friends that you meet to find out, oh gosh, that's how you're doing business or that's a prospecting method or as you mentioned, hey, thanks for the referral. So, and we've, I've heard that a lot on these calls. Well, um, so now next year, and, and congratulations, you will be part of the Leadership Academy. So you are continuing your journey through uh, associations. Have you, uh, association work and, and leadership, are you currently working on any projects with your local board now? So I am on the board of directors for the Central Missouri Board of Realtors. Um, in fact, I here recently we had a membership meeting and instead of it being located where it typically is i had made a suggestion to the board that we rotate our membership meetings through the counties that we represent mm -hmm. so we held one in carroll county which is a county that we don't normally meet in we invited steve graham general counselor for the missouri association up to discuss the importance of the legal line and the forms and everything and that was a well-received meeting so that was a uh, a project that that uh, we got done here recently and i don't want to take all the credit for it because it is a collaboration of right. so it is something that our board got done and it was 
it was a great value to the members. Right. Excellent. Excellent point. Now, I want our audience to know, too, Chris is just knocking it out at the park, listing and selling real estate. What uh, what have you found? You've just had your license for two years. What's been the biggest help for you or what is what have you discovered that, gosh, this is this is a great way for me to get business that you would recommend to others listening? Um. I put people before profit and I know that kind of sounds cliche ish, but I make sure that the person realizes we're not just a paycheck to me that I care about what they want. I care about what their needs are. And if this house isn't the perfect fit for them, then we move on to the next one. Does it matter if I show you 15 houses or we pick the first one I show you? I want people to realize they're not just a number and that we're going to take the time and not pressure them into making one of the biggest financial decisions of their life. And because of that, I feel that when I put people before profits, profits just increase. Right. Very good. I love that. Now, how did you get your name out to people in your community? And you're in a small rural area, but was there anything you did specific when you first got your license or what was the the big help there in that in that regards to getting people to use Chris Looney for real estate so the big thing was being involved in the community giving back so I'm involved in several charity organizations locally um, the Masonic Lodge the Shriners Children's Hospital stuff like that Um, I'm also big into the chamber and I, I attend those events and when I'm at those events I don't talk about real estate unless somebody brings it up to me, but they see me there. They realize what I do. And then it's a very organic um, lead generation. Of course, I have a, I try to have a great social media presence, obviously. Um, But yeah, the, the big thing is, is just get out there and give back. If you give back to the community, people are going to want to do business with you because they realize that you're in it for the better good of the community. And that's what realtors are supposed to be. We're supposed to advocate and we're supposed to be good neighbors. Right. And one of the ways that we're a good neighbor is giving back to the, to the area that you serve. That's a great point. And, and I totally agree. You have to give back. And we've talked about, I talked about that with a couple of our members already, because when you give, I just believe you receive back. So great points there. And I think, as you mentioned, Sometimes it doesn't even have to be volunteering. I remember one year, Chris, um, my church needed a bowler on the bowling team. And I mean, I like, I love to play golf, but my bowling is not the best. And and uh, my wife said, oh, I'd be good for you. And I'm like, I don't want to bowl on every Tuesday night. And I'm thinking... So I helped out because they were one player short. And Chris, I don't know how many houses I listed that year from the opposing churches, but everybody knew I was in real estate. And, you know, like, what do you do between bowlers except talk about stuff? And I remember more people I knew from the various churches who were there and they would say, hey, my mom died and I need to sell her house or we're thinking about selling our house. So I, I mean, I totally agree with you. Get involved with your chamber. Get out and be present in the community because that just lets people know. And as you mentioned, you don't have to tell them or hit them over the head that, hey, will you list your house with me? I didn't really do anything on the bowling team except just 
bowl and sit down at my chair between <laughs> between frames and yet people are asking me about bowling or about uh, listing real estate so anyway very very good points i appreciate that anything yeah, else yeah. yeah go right ahead oh yeah i mean just to piggyback off of that every time i go to the to the local grocery store now somebody in in the store hey what's the market like hey what's your opinion on these interest rates hey what is your yes. you know is the market slowing down and, and you know I, I i constantly get get uh, um approached by complete individuals that i i, I don't even know sometimes that I, I, I mean here recently kind of makes me chuckle I was checking out at the uh, local grocery store and this individual who I, I have no idea who they are, they walk up to me and they go, man, you're killing it. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, every time I get on, on uh, Facebook, and this was just a couple months ago, he goes, it's COVID, Russia, Ukraine, Chris Nooney sold another house. Yeah. You know, and it, it's one of those things that, you know, just getting out there and getting your face out there really does, um, generate a lot of interest in people take notice of that it really does and don't be a secret agent so when you go to the store wear that name badge right or yeah or have the car signs the magnets on your cars i remember elroy bomar he used to say have your car magnets on your car and every time he would go in the grocery store or walmart he would put two cards on the outside in between the magnet and the car and elroy told us he said you do not know how many people would call to list or buy a home and they would say you know how i found you you left two cards at a parking lot and i was in a hurry but i grabbed one so uh, see this right here that is something i would have never thought about doing and now i have to there you go yeah. hey i'm uh, telling you what mr bomar was a great uh, mentor of mine and uh, that i always remember that so well, good. Well, hopefully you and others will, will do that. I'm going to actually do that today. I have car magnets and uh, I'm going to, when I have to run to Walmart later, I'm going to put two, uh, <laughs> two cards out there. Well, Chris, thank you so much for your time. Anything you want to leave our audience with as far as involvement with the association on local or state level or advice you would give them? Yeah, absolutely. So kind of, kind of a closing remark for me is going to be, it's kind of like voting. If, if you don't like something the association has done or if you don't understand something, you've got to be involved. You can't complain about something if you don't take steps to be involved. And it is, it is your association. It, it, it you know, the, the individuals that serve on the committees in the output groups at the executive level and the board of directors, they aren't there to self-serve themselves. They are there to serve the members. You know, as, as a member of commercial forums, as a member of the grievance committee, every every decision that we make, every conversation that we have, I make sure that, OK, is this something that Chris Looney wants or is this something that's going to better the association in its entirety? And and that's what being involved is all about, is making sure you're furthering the association for the betterment of all the members. Great, great advice, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us on, on this podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. 